Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hey, folks, Pastor Tom here with Life Point and also with Pastor Don Bertelson as we are going through the book of Romans together. You'll hear Pastor Don with me for several weeks because I want him along with me as we talk about Romans because he brings some insights that, that I I haven't really seen because he's been a he's been a, a Bible scholar and a, a someone who loves the Word of God. He wouldn't call himself that, but he is. But uh, Don, it's good to see you again. Yeah, it's good to be here. Yeah, it's just been fun just being able to share the Word. And you and I share a lot in life, and and we will kind of walk through life together and it's just neat being able to share with the people what God has. I hope things are going well for you folks. I hope you're walking with God, and I hope you're reading the Word of God. As we go through Romans, I hope you can go through Romans too. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all who are here listening, those that are listening uh, from wherever they are in the valley or in Idaho. Lord, bless their lives. We count on you. And Lord, we just give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, chapter 4, Don, it says, What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, discovered in this matter? In fact, Abraham was justified by works. He had something to boast about, but not before God. What does the Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accredited to him as righteousness. Yeah, isn't that something? Again, he's 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 bringing the point up. He ended last uh, week when we were talking about it last time. That do we nullify the law by faith? No, we are upholding the law. And now he's taking us back to Abraham. And again, the argument that the Jews have that because they were descended straight out from Abraham, that they had an exclusiveness that the Gentiles did not. And it was all done by works. And Paul's pointing out here, no. Scripture tells us that, yes, Abraham did a lot of things by works, but God found him righteous in his faith to God. I love it that he uses examples, you know, yep. from the Old Testament. I mean, yep. that's awesome. Then he goes on, what does the Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accredited to him as righteousness. But then he goes on to say, now when a man works, then he uses nowadays terminology, when a man works, his wages are not credited to him as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the man who does not work but trusts God, who justifies the wicked, his faith is accredited to as righteousness. Yes. David says the same thing when he speaks of the blessedness of the man to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. David says, blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will never count against him. Yes, you know that, mate? That's, that's the Old Testament. Yeah, that's and, Old Testament. And we're saying there's no it's, grace in the Old it, Testament. It sounds new. It sounds new, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So, but because Paul is addressing the issue with the the law and the, and the Jewish faith um, in the law and, and, and Abraham. He uses a lot of Scripture, a lot of Old Testament stuff to validate that what you believe is actually what I'm saying is true. And he's using their own words, basically, to prove to a point that it's through Jesus Christ and the faith that righteousness comes and not observing the law and all its works. And so many people try to justify the Scripture to yep. make it say what they want, want it to, to, say. to say instead of what he's intended for it to say. And he says this, and this is a very, very key point for anybody who's a Christian. It says, blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is a man whose sin the Lord will never count, count against, against him. him. Yeah. 
And that doesn't give us a license to sin no, over and over and over not. again. When we recognize the blessing that we have been forgiven, how important should that be to understand that we wouldn't do that again and that, that li- the Lord doesn't hold it against us? Well, how many of us, Don, have, have sinned in our past life, all of us, but sure. have sinned, but we, even though God has forgiven that sin, we constantly bring it back up. Yeah. I've done that. I've done that in my life. Oh, sure. I'm just like guilt. Yes. Guilt when God says, you know, I have forgiven that. Yeah, I, I have taken that from you. It's gone. It's in a sea of forgetfulness, but we dwell on that. And so then we start justifying whether we're Christian or not. Yeah. I've had many people over the years say, well, I've always thought I was a Christian, but but I, that sin it was such a bad sin, and I just you know turned my back on God for a period of time. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, the Bible says we all have done that. Yeah. And so, but He will not count that sin against you. So keep going, move, move ahead, ahead, and uh, press uh, on. Yeah. And you know, Paul uses that argument quite a bit. You know, one of the great chapters of your right comes from Second Corinthians and five when he talks about that uh, through that that He will not. Not counting men's sins against them, he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Yes, bringing back, and he keeps building on that that thing that because the law was you you failed in the law, there were consequences, but here the grace um, covers that. But again, doesn't give us a license to to live how we want to live. We, there's a discipline that comes with a Christian. If people Christian walk. could get that down, it would help so much. Yes, I think we are bogged down because. We allow our past to bog us down. Yes, and there's and some people that have been divorced and have some bad relationships with their their exes, all sorts of things. We just live on those things. We ask forgiveness, and then we and then we forgive others too. Yeah. And we love those of who has treated us poorly. It's not easy to do, but love those who mistreat you. The Bible tells yes. us. And uh, if you want to walk with God and and be in line with Him. Know that he has forgiven you. Know that even if that person still holds something against you, God has forgiven you, and you do the best you can in loving them and praying for them. Because if you don't, then you carry that bitterness with you, and that bitterness will destroy you. Bitterness destroys. And and sometimes we take our previous sins and we use them almost as a— as a place for us to not do what we need to do. Well, you know, I did this, and I'm never going to be worthy enough. I'm never right. gonna, We almost get this martyr-type yes. thing that we're never going to be good enough or whatever. But if Christ died for me and his grace covers me, uh, I am worthy because he is worthy. That reminds yeah. me. I went to a funeral one time, and they had some people sharing, got up and shared about the person. And this one person got up says, he was a great person. He says, but I'm just not worthy. I'm not worthy. They use a term worthy. I'm not worthy. I haven't. Yep. I, I haven't done a, what I everything I should. None of us have done everything we should. No, no. But you're worthy when Jesus Christ went to the cross and died for your sins, and He rose again. He made you worthy. Yeah, I had a one of my mentor pastors when I was in Bakersfield. My first pastorate I had five retired pastors in that church. Four of them actually pastored the church. And one one of them, he was one of the great men that guided me in my early walk. But every Sunday, he shook my hand and said, oh, Pastor, I just hope I make it. I just hope I make it. Yeah, I hear that all the time. And I'm thinking, man, you've, you've given your life to God, and you don't have the, the, the faith that God loves you and— and so many people live that way. No, it has to be a faith walk. That's yes. why I say the Christian walk is a faith, faith walk. walk. Verse 9 says, Is the blessedness for the circumcised or 
for the uncircumcised. We have being saying that Abraham's faith was credited to him as high righteous circumstances. Was it credited? Don, I'll let you talk about this, about <laughs> circumcision. They, they keep going about circumcised you know, or uncircumcised. Uh, I, um, I was preaching through Romans in Bakersfield one time, and a man came up to me after, and he says, you know, I'm really upset with you, Pastor, because I had to just go home and explain to my nine-year-old daughter what circumcision was. Uh, <laughs> I, I dated a girl in high school uh, uh, throughout my senior year, and just a wonderful lady, and Still is today a wonderful lady, but she. But I remember taking her to a Bible study one time where he was teaching, and we was reading about this, and just in the middle of the Bible study, she said, "Hey, what is circumcision?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I think I'd read as a beat, you know, I was a young, young eighteen year old." Uh, uh, but it was. Uh, but you know, Paul. Paul uses that and, and interchanges circumcision and uncircumcision to the to the Jew and to the Gentile. The sign of the old covenant under Abraham was circumcision, and. Tom and I are not going to explain that to you. A dictionary would do good for you if yeah. you want to look it up. But the fact is that that became a symbol and became almost a a ruling thing for the Jews to push over yes, on a Gentile did. to make them do that, that they had to do this. Yes. And, and so Paul interchanges that by using the circumcised and the uncircumcised. And so um, we'll leave it to you to define it out there our listeners okay, there we go and, and i'm going to move to verse 13 it said it was not through the law that abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of all the world but through the righteousness that comes by faith there it comes again yeah. righteousness which comes by faith what is faith faith is believing the unseen for of those who have lived by the law are heirs faith has no value and promise is worthless because the law brings wrath and where there is no law there is no transgression. Yeah. You know, if there's nothing to set a standard for, what is there? You know, and that's the way our world is today. When they remove God out of the picture, there's no absolute truth. People will say, well, our society and culture has no absolute truth. No, there's absolute truth. It's under God. We just don't want to listen to what God has to say to us anymore. You're right. You're right. I'm going to read the last portion of this chapter 4. That's a yeah. shorter chapter, so then we can move on to 5 tomorrow. Against all hope, Abraham and hope believed, and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, since he was about a 100 years old, and Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. The words it was credited to him were written not for him alone, but for also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness. For us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, he was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Wow. So, <laughs> A lot there. He didn't waver nope. through unbelief regarding the promise of God. Yeah. He understood when God said to do something, he did it. He did Just it. like when he was uh, going to sacrifice his son. Yeah. He went up to sacrifice his son. He was going to do it. I mean, who would do that in something like that? Yeah. Nobody in their right mind. But because he knew it was from God, he was going to be obedient to God. And, of course, God spared his son. Sure. God saw how obedient Abraham yeah. was. And now, of course, you know, the seeds of Abraham yeah. have gone on for years and years. We're all seeds of Abraham. Yes, because, yeah. Remember, the, the go back to the other side. Father Abraham had many sons. Yeah. Son. 
And so, Father Abraham, yeah. Yep. So it's, you know, it's about believing and having faith. And we're out of time again, Don. It goes so fast. Yes, it does. Folks, join Don and I tomorrow. And as we go through Chapter 5, Lord bless you. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.